Is big data a boon to business, or is it a monster that threatens to get out of control? Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Bowman, Managing Editor of Supply Chain Brain, and this is the Supply Chain Brain Podcast. There's no question that access to more data can help businesses do a better job of managing their supply chains and figuring out how to crack the mystery of customer taste. But there's a potential drawback to big data as well, the possibility that it might get, well, too big. To make sense of all that information, you need powerful analytics capabilities. On an even more basic level, you need enough computers to store all of that information, which is growing in volume by leaps and bounds. My guest today will talk about how we can manage this mass of data and what challenges it poses to the IT field. He is James Duretso, CEO of Conducive Technologies. We'll discuss how companies can avoid soaring costs and a dip in productivity as they struggle to make sense of the information they need to run their businesses. One thing we can be sure of, the amount of information they have to deal with is only going to get bigger in the years ahead. So here is my conversation with James Duretso. Jim Duretso, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Bob. Jim, I'm seeing this quote to the effect that 43 trillion gigabytes of data will be created by the year 2020. That is more than 300 times the amount of data that we saw in 2005. What is the cause behind this massive expansion of data out there? Well, Bob, I'll tell you, the world that we live in now is being swept by a tsunami of data. And the reason for that is the proliferation of not only devices from which we can manage our lives, which have become digitally centric, has exploded. And then on top of that, what's occurred is that all devices now seem to be interconnected such that they're all now talking to it, each other. And that could mean anything from the refrigerator in your home to your automobile to your home itself. So everything has been swamped in effect with digitalization. And what that means is terrific benefits for consumers and industry, but it also means that there is an explosion of data that's sweeping over the world. Okay, that being the case then, we've obviously talked about the benefits uh, many times over, but what are some of the challenges that this expansion of big data presents to us today? Right. Well, the challenges are just in terms of management, in terms of security, in terms of how that data is used to affect change. And when you have that much data, it has to be stored, it has to be communicated, it has to be computed. And so you may have heard of phrases such as big data in industry or in, in or, and government organizations. The use of big data means the use of taking this wealth of information that we're getting that has deep significance that then must be analyzed and then must be therefore used and used by organizations or used by individuals to manage their lives. And what that creates, Bob, 
is a computing challenge, if not a computing nightmare. Let's just start with the basic aspect of storage. Okay. Even today, we already have massive server farms uh, located all over the world to handle what is already a mini-tsunami of data. But will we possibly in the future, as we see exponential increase in the amount of data, will at some point just physical storage become an issue in terms of not having the, the computers or the space to, to put it all? It's a great question. And fortunately, as has been the case for the last 40 years, technology will continue to advance so that storage will become cheaper and more expansive. I don't really actually have any concern over the fact that will we be able to store the data. My bigger concern is how well will we be able to process it and how fast. That's the key. The whole idea of computing, if you will, and the whole idea of using data is about how that data moves from storage through to the computing portion so that it can be analyzed and then back out so that it can be consumed by uh, those that need that data. So storage is one aspect of the entire delivery channel, the supply chain, if you will, of computing. The big issue is how fast can that storage, how fast can that data move? And so it's a big issue out there. I guess the bigger the databases get, they get to the point where they become too vast to be efficiently searchable. Computing speed is huge right now, but there's got to be a point at which you say it slows down just because of the vast nature and size of the databases that are at our so-called fingertips. <laughs> You're right about that, and, and that's where technology really comes in. When you re really think about the supply chain, if you will, of computing, you've got storage You've got the network upon which that storage has to travel, and then you've got the compute layer, if you will, that does the computing and analyzation and, and then sends it back out or back to storage. And so those three elements all have to be optimized, and there are advances going on both in the hardware side and on the software side these days that I don't think that we're going to have an ultimate problem but certainly we will have some uh, bumps along the road. Let's just take as an example one particular industry that stands to be rather intensely affected by this issue, and that is healthcare. What are some oh, yeah. of the problems or challenges that might emerge in the healthcare sector as a result of these trends? Well, I'll tell you, you're absolutely right. As you get an aging population, the demands on healthcare are growing very fast. And the issue that we face is that now that there are more solutions in healthcare, especially in, in the form of things like medical imaging, when you can even just think of that one little niche, medical imaging, where you have the ability to look inside the body and even down to the human genome and actually be able to analyze that kind of data, well, that's massive amounts of information that must be stored and then must be sent up for compute and analyzation so that doctors can provide better health care. The other aspect I would mention as well, Bob, is the fact that we now have the requirement for electronic health records. That's a requirement these days. And so the amount of data there is ballooning and the need for that on an emergency basis, well, that can be a life-saving or a life-hindering situation if you can't access an electronic medical record quickly. Here again, we have just the issue of the physical nature of the storage. I believe you have mentioned in the past that a number of healthcare institutions cannot even afford the cost of the space required to add a sufficient number of physical servers 
to meet their needs. So again, space and cost on, on just the actual servers themselves continues to be an issue for that industry and others, right? That's absolutely true, especially when you get down into the community hospital level who are really strapped when it comes to budgets. They face a real challenge. Sometimes they can't afford to upgrade their storage hardware, their computing hardware as quickly as other large organizations. And I have to admit it, it's a huge challenge out there. Now, according to a recent survey of global IT managers, they are saying that degraded system performance due to the slow processing of database applications is currently costing each of those workers an average of 15 minutes daily. Now, that's now before we get to a, a, another exponential increase in the amount of big data. How bad do you think the situation is going to get going forward? That is an interesting metric because when you really look at it, if, if you've got this burgeoning amount of data that we've all just discussed at length here, and you've got the need to process and store all that data, well, if it slows down at all, it impacts worker productivity. And, and I, I think that's what you're getting at there. You multiply that times the number of workers who are using computing on a daily basis, and it's an astronomical amount of money. It's only going to get worse, not better, for some period of time. I think that technology, as I mentioned before, will keep us close to it, but it's going to degrade. And we need to do everything we can technology-wise to keep that performance as high as possible, both on the hardware side, but also on the software side, because there are methods using software to improve performance. I want to think that the cloud is going to be a help in this area, although even with cloud computing, you've still got servers sitting somewhere. But is the cloud an important and necessary development to allow for us to get our arms around this increase in big data going forward? It's one of those interesting interesting questions, Bob, because the cloud certainly has huge advantages. These are economies of scale that providers such as Amazon or Microsoft or Google can provide, and that keeps the costs down somewhat. They are adding massive amounts of compute power on a monthly basis. The construction of these data centers is immense. We're talking millions of servers, and it's just getting bigger and bigger all the time. The challenge is how can they keep that level of service to the point where it doesn't slow everything down? Because once again, when you're talking about the cloud, you're talking about moving that data from the location, that server farm somewhere, wherever it's located around the world, or back to your computer. And there's some latency there that's going to occur. And all of that has to be taken into consideration. One of the stated advantages of the cloud is that it makes software updates much easier to handle. In fact, you really don't have to handle them at all on the user end. However, there is still the issue of hardware updates. What kind of challenges do you think that companies face going forward in that area as they need to update their hardware to account and to handle for more and more of the data volumes that are going to be flowing through these systems? That's one of the advantages of a cloud solution for, say, a smaller, medium-sized company. They don't have to worry about managing and, and provisioning a data center. They can essentially rent or buy that space in the cloud from one of the cloud providers or a managed service provider is, is what many of these are called on a, a regional basis. So, they don't have to worry about those hardware upgrades that you just mentioned, but by golly, the managed service provider or the cloud provider has to. Microsoft added 19 major data centers over the last several years around the world, and all of that hardware is now five years old. 
<laughs> and at some point, it's going to have to be <laughs> updated, replaced. Now, the end user doesn't have to worry about that, but certainly Amazon or Microsoft or Google have to, and, and even these regional service providers. You mentioned at the beginning the challenges, the kind of the three-pronged challenge of data being stored, being communicated, and being computed. I want to address that third one, being computed, because now we're talking about analytics. Is analytics, as we understand it now, up to the job of handling this massive amount of data flowing into various corporates and business systems? The beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Many customers feel that the analytics are getting to the point where they're really doing the job, and that's certainly true. There have been huge strides made in terms of big data analytics over the last several years. And of course, we all hear a lot about AI or artificial intelligence coming to the fore, and that is certainly taking place and, and really starting to take off now. That is an important part of big data analytics as well. I think we're at the bottom of the curve that's going to be going straight up and vertical as we see the advancements made. I wonder if with the coming of artificial intelligence, these systems might reach a point of maturity and sophistication that's far beyond our ability as humans to even comprehend that the analytics aspect of it becomes something of a black box. We have no idea how these systems are handling this data. Do you think we may be out of the loop and, and, and completely as humans at some point in the future? Well, <laughs> that's a great question. It conjures up some of those apocalyptic uh, visions that some have put forth in terms of what's the future of AI. Certainly, there's no question that AI and big data and the computability is going to make life very different for us in a good way, in a very good way. And I think we're starting to see the benefits of that right now. Then, of course, you can also look at the dark side where this kind of AI usage you're right. It goes beyond the ken of a regular human to understand how all of this is being pieced together may get out of control. And yeah, it's something that we all have to, to look at and struggle with and ensure that humans still keep the keys to the kingdom. Well, despite the fact that we've been discussing some very alarming scenarios here, I get the sense from you that you still come down on the side of optimism, that there are solutions to handle this immense amount of data going forward, even in the years ahead. Is that the case? And if so, could just give us a brief idea where you think those solutions might lie? Certainly, I am the eternal optimist, having been in technology for well over 30 years. I've been a part of and witnessed the changes that have occurred for the better based on technological innovation. So I see no reason why that is not going to continue and actually accelerate. You can paint me an optimist, but where the challenges lie are in managing data. Now that we have the unlimited ability to capture data, or almost unlimited ability, and now to analyze it, to what use can it be put? To what level of analysis can be done? And how will it be used? This is where the challenge lies. And I think that with things like artificial intelligence, I see nothing but really blue sky ahead in terms of our ability, humanity's ability to harness this and utilize it to improve the life of everyone on the planet. So to the question, can big data get too big? I'm assuming your answer is no. No, it <laughs> cannot get too big. <laughs> and it, here's why. It's simply because the more data you have and the better you're able to analyze it, the better solutions you're going to come up with. Uh, that's just been the historical rationale and the historical result that you get in the history of man. So I fully believe that as long as it's handled properly, as long as it's handled securely, then we're going to be okay. 
Jim DiRezzo, I want to thank you for that rather heartening outlook after a kind of a frightening conversation. I'm glad we ended on that note. Thank you so much for helping us to understand what are some of the challenges of big data expansion and some of the solutions that lie ahead as well. Thank you so much for being with us today. My pleasure, Bob. Thank you. That was my conversation with James Durezzo of Conducive Technologies, talking about how we can manage ever-growing volumes of big data. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com, where we post a new episode of this podcast for streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read my Think Tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter, at SCBrain. You can also download or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Got any comments or suggestions on this or any episode? Email me at rbowman at supplychainbrain.com. See you next time.